And for good reason, why are people stabbing you? Why are people punching you in the dick? And why is Kevin saying yeah, you? If you've ever been, if you've ever been stabbed before, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, your, it's your, definitely your fault. Your fault. <laughs> My name's Monish, and I'm your main host. Welcome to Real Talk. Welcome to season two. Okay, so imagine this. You're in a room full of people. You look around, everyone's smiling, talking, everyone's having a better time than you. And then you see Jessica. She's so confident. She's so gregarious and outgoing. How does she just walk up to people and words fall out of her mouth in the perfect combination that triggers? You get the point. In the end, you want to be like her. You want to be confident. So how the f*** does she do it? The truth is everyone wants to be confident, but no one knows how to do it. Tomas Chamorro, music, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's one of the few researchers who is A, an actual researcher, and B, knows what he's talking about. And we bake his findings into this podcast. If fake it till you make it failed you and telling yourself in the mirror that your mother actually really did love you didn't work out, you'll like this episode. Here's episode 17, season two. Gonna start this off strong. How was your childhood? No, how, what? what, what uh, <laughs> okay, headspace. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, were you confident as a kid? No, no, not at all. I don't think I, I would be able to say that I was a confident person until very recently, the past couple of years. It, as a you, kid, I was like the most not not that shyness means you're unconfident, but I was completely shy and introverted and concerned with everybody what everybody else thought of me <clears throat> and typically I came off as a very unconfident person I could barely make eye contact with other people because Jeez. I was so afraid you fucking freak <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ I suck <laughs> no dude I I sympathize with that I uh for for the longest time I so when I was maybe I want to say sixth grade. I was, I had, I was kind of on the chubby side because my mom would buy these Mexican dinners because she was, she was at work, right? I'd so, bully you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember uh, just not being confident since then. And there's been definitely parts of my life where I couldn't, couldn't talk to people. I couldn't make eye contact with them. Uh, I felt like the skinny Indian kid uh, that I was, <laughs> especially so in high school, I was in cross country. Uh, which is if you are trying to gain muscle, probably the w- <laughs> and be confident in your body. It's insane. There's definitely been parts of my life that I've been confident in and then parts of my life that I wasn't confident. But I actually never knew why I was. It just kind of came to me sometimes. And it just kind of it was, it was kind of yeah, it was kind of ephemeral in a weird way. Like it wasn't okay. like I wasn't confident <clears throat> for a period of my life. And then suddenly couple days later I was confident and it was all good it was like in some situations I would be confident in some places I would be confident uh, sometimes I was confident a whole week it was very ephemeral and it would to me I can I cannot imagine you being unconfident in any situation except, <laughs> except driving right. because because of the amount of times you've told me that you're not a good driver whether that's for the sake of the anecdote or not I, or the analogy that you'll say all the time 
I don't know. I'm for all- some reason, <laughs> I can't. I cannot imagine you driving for shit. I imagine you just being the most like scared, anxious, unconfident driver <laughs> ever. But in every other realm of life, I can't imagine you not being. Hey, I'm Monish. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, Super yeah no, dude, dude. When I'm driving, it's it's crazy because I I uh, I just start crying when I hit the wheel. I just start. <laughs> I start I'm expecting deers to come in. No, uh, dude, confidence is weird. I think a lot of people don't know what confidence, not what it is, but how to build it properly. I right. think a lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions on what is confidence, uh, and th- there's so many weird narratives uh, that. It's like it goes from just believe in yourself and you can do whatever you want. And then it goes to, yo, don't give a <laughs> shit about anybody. Man, Dude. fuck out of haters, man. <laughs> yeah. So like, I when I was growing up, I always wanted to be the confident dude. Hey, I'm Monish. How's it going? And, and I wanted to be that guy. I never knew how to do it. So I tried out so many different tactics. I went on sites. I went on. I read books about the topic. Uh, and what's crazy is how many people don't know what they're talking about, right? How many people have so many different opinions on confidence? And uh, what's crazy to me is when people are like, dude, you just got to not care what people think. As if it was that... (laughs) Oh, no! What? Wait a minute. Oh, I suddenly don't give a shit about it. (laughs) And yeah, I think... The, the key, so uh, the, one of the uh, researchers who's done a lot of cool work on this topic, his name is Tomas. Uh, he has a long name. I, Tomas. I Tomas. Tomas. Hey, Tomas. Uh, Tomas. And he he basically, uh, he's a legit researcher and he compiled a lot of his research in the book, uh, Confidence, right? And the main- the What's main, that book about? I, I don't know, dude. I, I couldn't tell you. I want to I want to yeah. say it's about uh, BDSM, but uh, it could be also about confidence. Of course, of course, I've heard yeah. that one. Yeah, dude. And uh, the book, the book is basically it breaks down confidence, but it basically says the only way to get confidence is to become competent at something. So you right. can't, you can't. There's no, there's no, there's no looking in the mirror and telling yourself that your mother actually really did love you. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's no emotional positive boosters. There's no saying I love you to myself. Uh, there's no fake it till you make it. We can get on that later. Uh, well let's, let's, why don't we break apart like the, the different cultural narratives about confidence and about, Building confidence. Okay, yeah. So and the no, one, the one that comes to mind the most because you've mentioned it a couple times is the like I don't give or don't give a shit about what people think, which is complete bullshit. Yeah. So because, y- go ahead. Yeah, dude. If you don't, so the thing, the, the, my favorite point about this book in this book is that it says the point you should care what people think, right? Right. You, who you are, your reputation. It matters a great deal. Now, there's some mm-hmm. people who are anxious and neurotic like all the time and, and just can't function and they're always worrying about what people think. Um, and that's something to be, there's something to be said for that, right? But worrying about what other people think, worrying about, oh, <laughs> if I punch Sally in the face, she doesn't like me. You should worry about this kind of reputational. <laughs> Man, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> no, because things have reputational damage and reputational costs, right? And thinking. Right about the world in those terms, that might not be good, but being aware of these terms in and of itself is a good thing, right? Plus, so, just in general, I mean, we've said it a million times, <clears throat> how, what is the most important thing is life in, in life is connecting with other people, right? 
So, of course, it matters what other people think about you because that's literally what you're doing your entire life is connecting with other human beings. So I hate the whole like, man, you just got to learn to not give a fuck. About other people. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's such bullshit. Like, of course, you want to you want you should want to care what other people think of you. Yeah, dude. And, and the, the crazy part is that when I when I first started looking into this, I tried I, I told myself I told myself I would walk into a bar and I told myself. Hey, uh, just, just, you know, just don't, 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 don't care about what other people. And then I started, <laughs> I would just break down crying and then no, but th- th- you are evolutionarily programmed to care about what other people think. Right. Because if, because if you were the guy thousands of years ago that didn't care about what other people thought and you just did whatever you, you did, died. you died in the Savannah <laughs> with a spear going through your heart, dude, yeah. like they would cast you out of the group. And the reason we care about, uh, we care about our social life so much is because thousands of years ago, if you were not uh, supported by the social group, you literally died, right? Like you needed to have the support of the group. You needed to have people around you, uh, to get food, to help hunt, to help gather, to help do all sorts of things. And if you didn't have that group, you were out in the wilderness by yourself and you were likely, you were likely going to just die off, right? right? So the people the people who didn't give a shit, uh, for the most part, they all died thousands of years ago. <laughs> and so now we're all uh, neurotic pieces of shit who care a lot about what people think. But this is, this is a good thing, right? So one of the, the crazy things about this research is that low confidence can be a good thing, right? I mean, you, you can, uh, people have said this in multiple forms, but dissatisfaction is a mother of improvement, right? right. And if you have low confidence about an area of your life, that probably signals uh, you suck <laughs> So at that part of your life, and you should go about improving it, right? You don't have to rationalize in your head, oh, no, I'm actually good. Like You don't have to lie to yourself. You don't have to put these uh, the scaffolding of false positive illusions up to make yourself feel better. No, 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 that's the opposite of what... Mm-hmm. the confidence meter inside of you is doing it's it's telling you to actually improve in that area right yeah uh, yeah it's funny <clears throat> that just reminds me of the false positive illusions of uh i was i was playing sand volleyball at my friend's apartment <laughs> complex yeah and you you weren't you weren't there at this time actually um but there's this guy and it's it's sand volleyball everybody blows at volleyball like average people are not great at volleyball it's just a fun thing you know um, so we played with a, with a bunch of people that were there at the pool. It's kind of like a, a little social apartment complex. Um, and there's this one guy, God, he was such a fucking cocksucker about playing. Like he, the first thing he says when he gets on my team, this is when I knew I was going to have a bad game is when he comes in and he goes, all right, guys, I don't like to lose. So let's try not to do that. Like, <laughs> As if everyone actively wanted to lose schooling and <laughs> talking to other human beings whatsoever. Because that saying that as your first thing when you meet a group of people playing casual volleyball means that they all want to slit your throat and drink. <laughs> right, right. Idiot. So I, I imagine, I imagine, like he was like, "Guys, we can't lose, so let's try and do that." And you're like, "Oh, dude, we were totally gonna try to lose." Uh, <laughs> so, I got th- shit. Thanks uh, for letting fuck, us know. I, well, that that really messes up my strategy because <laughs> yeah. I lose every time. Yeah. But the guy, the entire game, he was, first of all, he was just a shit volleyball player, but he thought he was really good. So he was constantly running in front of everybody else and blocking and stealing, like just completely hogging the entire show yeah. and causing us to actually do worse because he sucked. And then he kept complaining that it was us. Like he looked at me once. I guess it, I was the one person he may have thought was competent because he 
confided in me uh, his negative feelings <laughs> about everybody else. Hey, dude, you, first you're, of all, these are all my friends, you fucking <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah. He came up to me and he's like, he's like, uh, hey, I'm just going to run. I'm going to be playing like right here because uh, nobody in this fucking team knows how to pass. I'm like, wow, you suck. But this is this is just a tale of confidence gone wrong. Yeah. Where yeah. The, the false the false uh, positive illusions have led to this incredible sense of arrogance. And clearly his his self-concept he thinks he's incredible at this, at this sport but he fucking blows and <laughs> I, I feel as if that's that's being unconfident in an area and then telling yourself that you're actually really good and having it fail people people don't even like confident. those kinds of people like people like think when i was growing very up very unenjoyable when i was growing up i thought man everyone loves a super confident dude that just punches people in the crotch and just goes down the hallway and they're so confident and they're giving you know they're oh my god look it's billy he's gonna punch me in the dick. I, I can't wait no and the thing is the research is i mean it, it's people don't even like that dude right if if only yeah. one thing they're scared of that dude so that they, they feel like they need to succumb to him and basically they don't want to have a problem with him so they kind of like in the same way that if you see a guy with a gun you're just kind of like Okay, I'm not gonna try to piss him off because you know I don't want him to shoot me in the face. The same yeah. way for this guy, you don't want social reputational damage of him making fun of you. So you don't. You, but it seems like everyone likes you. No, 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 no. Everyone's afraid of you, dude. <laughs> everyone yeah. wants to run away from you. People, people, from the most part, people don't like the super confident, arrogant dude. What they like is a super competent dude, right? Who, who's actually really good at talking to people, who actually makes people feel good about themselves when he talks to people, and who's mm -hmm. modest and you know probably has a sl splash of insecurity. Uh, one of the things mm -hmm. I love about one of our guests, uh, Cam Poter, is that he, first of all, he's amazing at talking. He's very, ver yeah. he's very verbally skilled. And he, I mean, he's a stand-up comedian, right? He has to be. And also, uh, while <laughs> he can be very insecure sometimes. Uh, there is, he voices with some kind of honesty, his own insecurities, his own uh, relationship problems, <laughs> and that makes me want to spend time with him more than uh, Mr. Raging right. Dickhead over there in the corner. He comes off as a very human, very human, relatable person. Yeah. Because he's honest about his insecurities, um, but he talks in a, in a confident manner. Yeah, and it's not like he can't <coughs> talk, he's super competent with you know, his social dynamics, like he can, like when we're talking, it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. There's no, he's not like, ah, uh, so like, uh, my, my. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, dude, I, I mean, I remember one, that, that's, we can say that's myth number two, right? Don't, you don't need to be the super confident dude who's a raging dickhead, right? That's not yeah. what we're talking about. What we're talking yeah. about is first just, be super competent in the areas of your life that matter to you, right? So when people, so you you met references to me earlier, but when people talk about confidence, usually they're talking about just social dynamics, right? So, oh, she's yeah. a confident yeah. woman. Uh, <laughs> they're not talking about how good she is, you know, drawing or shit like that. She's. They're not talking about how good she is at her laundry. Like, man, the way she does her laundry, so confident. No, no, no. <laughs> they're talking about how she seems 
in social situations, right? Mm-hmm. And when people talk about confidence, that's that's a specific domain, right? You there's words coming out of your mouth, right? You are getting f- literal verbal feedback from other people. These are actual skills that you can actually improve, right? And whether right. whether that means whether that means gaining more competence uh, by picking up a book on social dynamics, picking up a book on um, how to make a good first impression, and actually looking at this stuff and improving in your life by doing it, right? These are actually ways that you can improve your actual skill set so that the confidence follows. Yeah. Although, although <clears throat> you're totally right. When people, when people think of confidence, I think automatically what comes to mind is just social confidence and, uh, I guess your your ability to engage in social situations, and that's what I had always thought my entire life, and probably probably because that's what I struggled with most too. So that's where I felt as if I had the least confidence was in my social ability. Um, but I will say that I think <clears throat> becoming a competent, be- becoming competent in speaking to other people and socializing and overcoming social anxieties that may cause you to come off as being socially unconfident, I think is probably one of the more important types of confidence that you can invest time and effort into increasing. Because knowing how to get along with other people and socialize is such a huge utility in like a, an infinite amount of situations that I think becoming confident in that domain can lead to later confidence building in other domains. And in general... Um, it's not the key to becoming a confident person, but I think it's, it's like a really good start is to, yeah. dude, I mean, we're, we're human beings. We're, we're, we're literally social. I mean, we are a hyper social species, right? We are mm-hmm. built to connect with people. We are built to make work for other people. I mean, even the work we do, this podcast, whether you are in investing or you are in counting, you are actually doing work for other people. If you're going to invest time in getting confidence in one area of your life, uh, first, stop thinking about confidence and just try to get really good at something. And naturally, the confidence will follow. I mean, there's a thing called sociometer right. uh, sociometer uh, theory, which is basically inside us, we have this kind of barometer, right? So if like the last, the last 10... The last ten interpersonal relationships that we they're, they're going pretty well, right? Then we feel pretty good about ourselves. But like if Katie <clears> stabbed <throat> me, and you know, oh, yeah, God, and then and then and then Kevin said I had a huge nose, and then someone punched me in the dick, then I'm gonna be feeling pretty bad about myself, right? And for good reason. Why are people stabbing you? Why are people punching you in the dick? And why is Kevin saying yeah, if you've ever been if you've ever been stabbed before? It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, your, it's definitely your, fault. your fault. It's definitely your fault. Uh, no. What the fuck were you doing wrong yeah. that caused another person to, to mutilate? I know, dude. It's just Katie every week. She just stabs me, and I, I just, I can't, I don't oh, know if I can be God. friends with her. No, and the thing is, then your sociometer will go down, right? You'll feel bad about your performance, and this is a good thing. It's a signal that says, hey, don't try to rationalize, oh, just be yourself. Just be, no, no, no. Improve in those areas mm-hmm. of your life. That's what it's saying to you. It's a, it's a signal. It's a, it's a, it's a tornado siren, dude. That's telling you, hey, you need to listen to this. This bad feeling because hold like holding a bad feeling is uncomfortable, right? But yeah. having the tenacity to do that to hold those bad feelings and improve. If you improve in that domain, those feelings will probably go away because you're good. Or, or, or you have a bad <laughs> yeah. feeling. You keep it locked real deep Ooh. inside you and you push it further down with drugs and alcohol and you just let it fester <laughs> there and grow. 
and hope that it goes away eventually. That's, uh, that's also that's, a very healthy that's, way of That's your next podcast. How to push away uh, feelings <laughs> into the black hole of your soul. Yeah. How to ignore all your emotions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. One, I think this kind of feeds in nicely to the next point uh, is that uh, fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can't fake the last five interpersonal relationships that felt good. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Katie... <laughs> She she stabs everyone, man. She uh she <laughs> she's she's totally she's just oh, like no, no, no. She, the, the thing is po- minor positive illusions, very minor ones. Everyone has them, right? And, and and technically having very very small positive illusions are good for you, right? So fake it till you make it, dude, right? You can't yeah. fake the last 5 interpersonal relationships and you can't you can't the the the, the opposite. Uh, it's not living in illusions. It's not telling your. It's not being bad at something and then telling yourself, "Oh, no, nah, dude, I'm I'm pretty good, dude." No, it's not. Te- what? Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 facing with those uncomfortable feelings, like, "Oh, I suck, monster cock," and it's it, it's then it's then getting it's then improving. I, I'll I'll just say that you're you're totally right. I think um, building confidence is a is a long term investment, and it should be viewed as a long term investment. Fake it till you make it is this thing that everybody says. You know, like it's kind of like their bullshit trick to to be confident or whatever. Uh, fake it till you make it. You know, like uh, just deal with it. And I think there's a lot of truth to it because that's that's what I had to do. Is like I I didn't really know. I didn't read a book on how to build confidence. I kind of just had to figure it out. And I what I did was I just I literally faked it. As if I was like my my dad. My dad was like my my basis for what I thought was confidence because he's he just comes off as a very confident person. Um, when he talks, he can he can engage in social situ- situations no problem. And I tried to emulate that when I was kind of like a high schooler, um, and and it worked. It worked in getting me to actually socialize, mm-hmm. and uh, it 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 was a temporary thing. It, it didn't like increase my inner confidence at my core and make me feel great yeah, about yeah. myself, but it was the means of, I guess it was a good way to start for me. It was a good way to start because I emulated confident behavior that, that I thought came off as confident. And then later I kind of, my actual inner confidence followed. Yeah. That. So it's not like the, the strategy I would prescribe to anybody to building your confidence, but fake it till you make it, I think has some utility. So it doesn't work, but it also works, right? So that was my caveat that I was going to say. So the the thing about fake it till you make it is that imagine confidence, there's both short-term and long-term confidence, right? In the next six seconds, someone could tell me, Monish, you just won a million dollars. I'm going to feel so confident. I'm going to feel great about everything, right? That is short-term confidence. Long-term confidence is how do you do in that domain over a long period of time, right? So, so, so short, short term. Monish, you just won a million dollars. No, I don't. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, long term wise, fake it till you make it doesn't work. But, but in the short term, it, this is this is the key, right? So, say you fake it till you make it, right? And then. Because this fake it till you make it, you think of, I don't know, you think of Ben Affleck, you think of yourself in a suit and tie, and you just imagine that you are, 
you know, I don't know, fucking lion or some shit like that. Like you, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have like you have a. I am a, I am a majestic lion. <laughs> you tell, and you have like a spirit animal poster on your wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and you go out and then you you say things right to people as people do, and people ah, yes, yes, respond yes. positively, right? Mm-hmm. Your brain is encoding that positive feedback into your head, right? If you do that over a repeated basis, so you just go out and you talk to people and people are smiling, they're giving you positive affirmation that what you're saying is not that of a crazy person or of a paranoid schizophrenic, uh, then you're going to encode in yourself, your brain is literally going to say, you have a license to be confident in this area because you're competent, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously, if you've noticed, the competence comes first every single time, regardless of whether you use short-term or long term, but the better strategy is to focus on the actual skill of talking to people. Don't worry about the. Right. I mean, you don't need to worry about the confidence. I mean, it makes you feel good, right? You want to worry about it because you want to feel great in social situations. But focus on the skills, and then the confidence will come. And if you focus on the skill set, the actual skill set of talking to people, you'll get a rock solid confidence that does not waver because. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's confidence. Some, I mean, dude, you, you, everyone's been the person that's confident, that has confidence, and it wavers back and forth. It depends so much on so many variables. But some people have had thousands of conversations with people. They've had, com- they've had thousands of times when people have uh, put them under the rug. Uh, not, I don't know what the fuck that meant, but <laughs> they've had <laughs> thousands of conversations when people have. Uh, said mean things to them and they've handled it properly and they now they they've gone through so many social situations that they know they can do it again like regardless of whether it's good and bad right Mm -hmm. so yeah it's funny it's it really is about building competence through uh, repeated exposure (laughs) through through constantly putting yourself into situations that you don't have a high confidence level in so that you can learn to adapt to them and get better at them Um, and that's across all domains obviously with talking to people like for myself, I always like to tell this story because if anybody's struggling with this, it's a fantastic way of building uh, social confidence is like I, I legitimately could barely make eye contact with people and struggled massively connecting with human beings because I was just bad at socializing. I didn't know how to talk for extended periods of time. I couldn't socialize with people um, and I felt really shitty about it until eventually I realized like, because I, I, I would always think like, oh, I'm just introverted. Like I was just born this way and I have to kind of just figure it out. There, there's there's something other something else that I'm good at. I'll just never be good at talking to other people, which is bullshit because it's a skill you could build. Um, so I what I did was I like would always focus on or I would always build my social ability by talking to like cashiers and waiters and stuff. And I say this all the time. I just think it's incredible because they have to talk to you. That's their job. Their job is to be a positive representation of whatever company they're working for and interacting. With you. <laughs> they so have to give you positive people. feedback. It's, it's guaranteed yeah. <laughs> positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, they, they might be just a boring person and like not be conversational, but they, they want to talk to people too. Their jobs are boring as fuck. The only reason they get through their jobs is because they get to talk to other people. And if you can just like, hey, how's it going? And like just casually engage in conversation with people like that over time, I think that that kind of transferred into talking to other people who perhaps weren't getting paid to actually talk. To yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the key part is that you're 
practicing this, right? You are going exactly, out of exactly. your way to practice, not just in your room, not just, not just, not yeah. just like tell yourself, I'm a majestical lion and I'm going to talk to everyone. <laughs> no, it's actually going out of your way uh, to practice, right? So like for me, right? I had this speech and uh, you basically, you get to do it twice if you bomb and you have to do it right the first time. Uh, I, I practiced by myself in my own room and then when I did it in front of people, uh, when I did it in front of people, I completely choked. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 the thing was is that I did the speech over and over and over again by myself in my own room, and then I did it. Hey, everybody. <laughs> my, my name, my name is Moni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I practiced in my own room, and when I went there, I choked so hard. I mean, I was. I just blanked, right? And this is, I mean, this is this your worst nightmare, basically, right? When you just, you just, you just <laughs> go up there, you're ready, and then you just, just bomb the speech. So, what I did was, I, I was weird because I was, I was learning in social cognition this sort of exact, this choking, right? When you choke, what is the psychology of choking, right? Um, and not like physical choking, but like, you know, like you can't, you can, like LeBron James can't make any shots in the fourth quarter kind of choking. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the thing was, one of the key principles was that I did not try to replicate slowly and build up to the environment that I was actually going to be performing in. Right. So mm-hmm. I was literally performing, I was literally practicing my speech in a black box and it was with no people. Right. Because when I, when I replicated that same speech in front of people, there was another added element of the pressure of people around you. And again, we're we're an ultra social yeah. species. We are very in tune, and we care a lot about what people think about us, right? Uh, so it was completely natural. But with with that uh, with that additional pressure and that additional variable, completely choked, right? I was not able to mm-hmm. perform because my 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 literally my brain could not handle the pressure of what was going on, right? So what I did was I would practice in front of people, right? I did. I tried to do it again. I said, "Yo, hey, uh, Tom, can I practice my speech in front of you?" And he said, "Yeah." Then I got a group of three people to go, and then I kept on gradually going up, and I finally did it in front of the uh, <laughs> all of the people, and I did not choke. I actually nailed the speech, right? Because by then, <laughs> by then, I had conditioned myself to slowly raise the stakes, right? And that is the big, the big key lesson, right? If if talking to guys or talking to girls is very, uh, very, very like talking to new people is very, uh, very scary for you. All just, just start with start start with the lowest stakes possible, and then gradually raise the stakes as your competence increases. Right. So talk to grandma, assuming you love your grandma, and grandma isn't like you know she doesn't I don't know, stab you like fucking Katie. Okay. Or like, hey grandma, how's it going? And then she goes, why do not talk to yet? <laughs> I, I just imagine like a terrible grandma like hey grandma how's it going fuck you and then the guy never talks again uh no and uh talk to your grandmother and then when you're done talking to your grandmother talk to f- you know just friends that you know right uh, just converse with them just start practicing these skills uh and then if you don't have any friends well, make, some. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> make that make that a thing on the to-do list uh and yeah. then t- or talk to cashiers right like just like you said right that's that's right the key. and uh <laughs> you know what screw all of this whatever all, everything <laughs> just, just talk to cashiers make their day yeah, yeah. uh and then progress higher and higher because meeting new people 
is actually kind of hard and just just going up to someone and starting conversation Mm -hmm. because you need to with the additional pressure uh with the additional polarized pressure of they could totally be like get the fuck away from my face or oh it's it's pleasant that i like talking to you uh with that additional pressure being competent is really going to kick in right and -hmm. there's been a lot of times especially even on this podcast where i won't feel confident but because, for, for what I understand, me and Kevin are both somewhat competent in our actual podcasting, we do a good job even though we don't feel nah. confident. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin, okay. yeah. you won't believe this, but Kevin, there's been so many times when he's straight up been like, Monish, I felt so bad. I was like not confident. I probably didn't do well. That's because I always <laughs> feel bad about everything yeah. in my life. Yeah, dude, and, and then we'll listen back to the tape. And he'll be completely fine. In, in fact, it might have been one of his best performances ever. So <laughs> the last the last podcast we recorded was the only podcast ever <clears throat> that I, I thought I did. So I listened to it and like I don't I actually don't even remember if I thought I did bad or not. But when I listened back to the audio when we were like in an editing phase, I was like, oh, wow. I don't. I don't sound too terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's dude. Awesome. Uh, Typically, every single time we record, my first thoughts after are like, "God, I sounded awful." Like, yeah, awesome, yeah, terrible at this. yeah. And yeah. what's yeah, dude? It, it's just again, confidence is is ephemeral, but competence can really triumph and help you get to where you want to go. Right? CEOs like mm-hmm. Steve Jobs. Everyone attributes, oh, you know, CEOs are great because of their confidence. Dude, their confidence, like, see, like, Joni Ive didn't, uh, didn't design a great product, didn't design the iPhone because he was confident, right? There's so many confident mm-hmm. motherfuckers that are trying to do shit, and they're not able to do it because they're not good at what they're. Everyone's met the overconfident but actually incompetent person, right? And you'll get that right. especially if like a super arrogant, confident person is actually incompetent, but he has a ton of yes men around him. Right. If you've seen Bob Star, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob Star basically there's a ton of yes men and he's extremely confident in who he is. He's like, Man, the day I was born, I knew I was dope. Like that was that was sort yeah. of his opening light. He takes he makes like a basketball shot, turns around thinking he's gonna make it, he misses, but everybody yeah. oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Being competent <clears throat> is gonna get you to where you wanna go. And the real magic happens when you are competent in multiple domains of your life. And you'll see this especially in older people who are like forty or fifty who have their shit together. And they're good at a ton of things. Yeah. And they have this sort of meta confidence where generally they're, they're, in their mind they know, you know, whatever I'm gonna do, I know how to get good at things and I can pro- I'll probably get confidence so I have this meta confidence yeah. that sort of they carry with them. It's sort of the James I probably won't come. <laughs> yeah. And uh they <laughs> just yeah, that's cuz that's what people worry about. <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> my number my number one concern <laughs> yeah. at all times is, is Oh god. Explode? <laughs> Shit. Um and this meta it's sort of this James Bond confidence, right? That where they just they're just very yeah. self-assured about pretty much everything and even if they're bad at something they know you know, if I put in the time, I can get good at it, right? And which is where the real magic happens and where you feel like you have these balls of gold, right? Mm-hmm. The big one that I think no one talks about, and this is huge, and I've only really seen this anecdotally uh. in my life, and actually, really, people don't talk about this, <laughs> is your group of friends. Dude, like, in the beginning, I sort of tease this. I'm like, 
I don't know why in certain, sometimes there'd be sometimes I'd be very confident and other times I would be not so confident. It was because the times that I had rock solid confidence for extended periods of times, those were the times that I had a solid group of friends who, who I did not doubt in their fidelity, right? Like I wasn't, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like me and Chad, like we play football. Like, like if I told him I was like gay, like he would not like me at all. So I'm not, I'm not going to tell him <laughs> that, but like, I'm going to keep it a secret, dude. No, it's, yeah, dude, we chill all the time. Like we smoke bud and don't talk. About <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you knew the real me, dude, like he, he, would, he would probably call me like an idiot, <laughs> but like, dude, it's totally cool. No, <laughs> that's, that's the, those are the high school conditional relationships right and it's these condition when you have conditional relationships around you people who you know if you chose a different life path they probably wouldn't be friends with you for you weren't you weren't you didn't have x amount of cool points in the cool scale they wouldn't if you had these conditional mm-hmm. relationships you're probably going to be very dependent on what other people think of you and this is flipping the coin right i mean right. on one end you need to have a close group of friends uh that are unconditional, right? Like, like Kevin, like as much as we joke about how much we hate each other on the podcast, I know. No, I really do <laughs> dislike you. Like, I have a deep, 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 deep yeah. resentment. As much as we you. joke about it on the podcast, like if I, if I chose a different life path, right? If I wanted to do something else, if I wanted to be, if I, I don't know, if I want to be a prostitute, I, if I wanted to, eh, you know, I don't know. If I wanted to do that. You, we would still keep in touch, right? I have friends in my life that if they, like they have completely different lives than me. They have almost completely different values sometimes than I do um, <laughs> when it comes to the work they do and their career path and what they want to do with their lives. It, it, but it's not conditional on those things. Those factors don't, are, my, our friendships don't hinge on these variables. Our friendship hinges mm-hmm. on our friendship, right? When you have friendships right. that are unconditional, you have a good, group of friends, close interpersonal relationships. Dude, especially if you have, like, if you have a uh, partner, right? You just have someone by your side that just kind of likes you all the time, which is crazy. Uh, you're you're going to be more, <laughs> you're going to be more confident in who you are as a human being. You're going to have more self-esteem just because there is literally a person that is there for you, right? Um, having, having meaningful relationships with other human beings <clears throat> just in general increases your sense of self-worth. You know, when, when your relationships with other people you feel are fulfilling and they're not conditional, like high school bullshit relationships, then you feel as if uh, you feel just, I guess, as, a, as a, a better person as a whole, thus making you more confident, generally speaking, because you have these uh, these close friends who can always validate your feelings and emotions and who are always there to support you. So it's a fantastic uh yeah, yeah, dude. And, and, and the time, <laughs> dude, the time that I was talking about early in the podcast, there was a time when I felt like in some contexts I would feel confident, in other contexts I would feel confident. When I was sort of friends with everybody, but friends with nobody at the same time, when I had, when, when I did not yeah. have a close knit, close interpersonal relationships that I could bank on. That was that. Those were the. That was a time when I needed other. I, I sort of lived and died off of other people's approval. And if someone said something slightly mean, if someone said a joke, they were just they were giving me shit. But it, they were just you know they're just talking to me like you know it wasn't a big deal. I would take it as a big deal yeah. because I didn't have 
those interpersonal relationships. Part of having a close group of friends is that when other people don't accept you, uh, you can say fuck you to those people because you know you got five people. Yeah, literally. Like if they if, yeah. if they don't want to hang out with you, you can like punch yeah, yeah. them in the cock yeah. directly and tell them to go. Yeah, fuck exactly. Themselves. And like a, like any reasonable normal human being would do. Oh, absolutely. And dude, it's crazy because yeah. no one. I feel like no no one talks about this, right? No one. No one, no one really, everyone's always talking about affirmations, visualization, uh, emotional boosters, telling yourself, hey, dad didn't leave me because I sucked. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's not, your it's fault. not your fault. It's not, it's not your it's fault, not Matt your Damon. Fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> you just start uh, crying. <laughs> Dude, any, uh, any last thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I think just recognize that building confidence is a long-term investment. Um, the fake it till you make it attitude has some utility in it, but it's never going to solve your problems. If confidence is one of them, that that it, faking it till you make it, it's like you're not going to actually make it through faking it. It's through other things that are going to cause you to actually make it. Um, and yeah, just don't be money. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fuck you, Kevin. This is my goddamn podcast. I'm going to kick you off right now. No, dude, uh, don't stab people. Uh, you know, don't... Uh, you know what? L- let's just make it a public service announcement. D- don't be Jamie, and don't don't, don't stab people. No, it's Katie. Katie's the girl. She's always stabbing everybody. Everyone okay, knows well, uh, that. Everyone knows okay, that about I, Katie. Oh, I, I have, I have two... Got- butterfly knives <laughs> she has uh, throwing stars she's got all kinds throwing stars she, yeah sure actually things, jamie's a ninja and uh we, i don't know i don't know why we're <laughs> friends with her or, or katie uh yeah yeah she's a paid assassin <laughs> that we hang out with. she's very she's a very cool personality when she's not she gets really me. vulnerable about being a ninja she's like <sighs> to be honest monish like it kind of sucks having to assassinate seven uh seven yakuza <laughs> members but like it's <laughs> i don't know and then i'm like dude i told i I just don't know if I could do it look, anymore. Look, look Katie, I've never, I've never had to like assassinate, uh, you know, Japanese mob members. But dude, I, I totally get it. I, I totally understand. I'm glad that we're being <laughs> yeah. with each other, Katie. All right, we're good to go. Yo, so there you have it. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show on confidence. Uh, we had a fun time recording it. Uh, check out realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Uh, that's our email list where you can get all the nutty stuff like updates, bonus content, and yeah, actually get your questions answered on the podcast. Uh, plus, you get a free digital copy of all the episode breakdowns from season one. And again, 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 sign up. You'll love it. We'll love you. And it'll be one big love circle. We'll be singing Kumbaya. It'll be all that good stuff. A special thanks to my wonderful crew, production team, and everyone who helped make this happen. Uh, Kevin Sanji, Army Leg, Justine Brum, Vishali Sanarajan, and Electric Mantis. This is Real Talk, signing off. <laughs>